0: This podcast is brought to you by the Eisner-nominated Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. Hi,
1: this is Molly. Yesterday I was punched in the face and slammed up against the wall by Matt. And you are listening to The Two-Headed Nerd with Joe and Matt.
0: Welcome to episode 146 of THN. We're talking comics and nerd news for the week of Tuesday. Don't be freaked out. Tuesday was doing Comic Day. Yeah, December 31st. My name is Matt Baum. You can find me on the Twitter under the handle at Matt Baumstein. And when I'm not sipping Romulan ale to soothe my New Year's Eve hangover with a little bit of fur of the Romulan dog that bit me, I'm writing the Comic Speculator blog
2: for WordPoint.com. And I am Joe Patrick. You can find me at JoePatrick116 on the Twitter. And when I'm not sweeping up broken glass and chasing the hungover green skin girls out of the ziggurat, after our New Year's Eve bash, I'm the manager of Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and the artist slash co-creator of the upcoming hit web comic series, The Untold Tales of the Two-Headed
0: Nerd. In this week's episode. High energy. High energy. In this week's episode. You'll hear our reviews of Origin 2, number 1. That's a lot of numbers. And the Dead Boy Detectives, number 1. After that, we'll review 10 of this week's comics faster than our buddy Machine Man can hack into your Snapchats during the ludicrous speed round. Then we'll visit the THN Sanctum Sanctorum where our super hot Asian lady friend Cheshire has a hangover cure that's also going to help us with the secrets of next week's comics. And finally, it's a new year and time for a new name for a rotating segment. We're done with this rotating segment bullshit. From now on, the first show of the month is the Wild Card Show. Wild
1: Card, bitches! Yeah! Where,
0: where anything goes. And this month, we're wrapping about our nerd year resolutions with the t and Love Slaves. Gotta love them. They're adorable. But before we get to the promises we're never going to keep... And- will promptly forget we planned on doing let's poke 2014 in the eye and then put a knee into its crotch and let it know the chinese might think it's a year of the horse but i'm here to tell you this is the year of the two-headed nerd and then we'll talk about this week's big news late breaking news here at the ziggurat
2: dark horse and Marvel have reported that the Star Wars comic book license is officially reverting to Marvel in 2015. Marvel released a press release this afternoon saying, We here at Marvel could not be more excited to continue the publication of Star Wars comic books and graphic novels. Blah, 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 blah. Dark Horse released a statement, President Mike Richardson saying, I am very sad to
0: report... That this is the end of an era. It's a real bummer, you guys. It is. It is for them. It's totally a real bummer.
2: Other creators uh, like Gabriel Hardman and Karina Bechko, who do uh, Dawn of the Jedi. Oh, no. Star Wars Legacy. Okay. Have announced that their run is just, it's concluding. And Brian Wood has said that his run is also ending. This year, his planned conclusion is issue 20. Hmm. Apparently, it's been the plan all along.
0: Well, we knew Wood wasn't going to be there forever.
2: It, right. And this had to happen. It is kind of a bummer, though, to see it actually happen.
0: Well, but we all knew this was coming, too. When Disney announces they're making a Star Wars movie, do you really think they're going to pimp out their comics through somebody else's company? Probably not. No, I I agree. But it is a bummer. It's a bummer for Dark Horse. It's a bummer
2: for Dark Horse. I feel bad for Dark Horse because, in part, they were built on their Star Wars license. And they
0: did an amazing job with their Star Wars license for as long as they have.
2: I think it's safe to say that their handling of the Star Wars property is something that definitely helped them build their own brand. Oh, definitely. And enable them to put out their own... You know, material, their creator own work and Hellboy and all of these things. there's
0: a the scary part. it's also some of their highest selling stuff
2: sure i'm um, well, I'm sure it is you know it's 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 kind of uh, it's bittersweet, I guess I should say
0: I hope Dark Horse is not in trouble. I don't think dark because Horse is in any trouble I hope not, but ooh
2: they like they had to have been and in Richardson's statement, he said, obviously we've been planning for this, so they knew it was coming, sure just to actually have the hammer drop is kind of a bummer. Yeah. We do get a full year, 2014, full of Dark Horse Star Wars books. But expect huge announcements probably later this year from Marvel detailing these plans.
0: Goodbye, old man Star Wars. Hello, baby Star Wars. Cuz I mean <laughs>
2: it, it just doesn't seem like I guess on on technically speaking if they wanted to continue Brian Wood's Star Wars, they could, but no. They're not going to.
0: Oh, right? you mean at Marvel? At Marvel. No, I doubt it. No. But I
2: mean, why would they?
0: No. go I, You'll go fresh start. Yeah. Because they're going to want all the back matter and stuff, and they're not going to, you know, there could be questions Well, who gets to reprint what, and there's no way. They'll restart.
2: It's kind of a weird situation. Do, do you think Marvel would get the rights to reprint that material? It's all doubt owned it.
0: by Lucasfilm. I doubt it. My guess would be they're just going to start fresh, and they're going to start fresh. But with Dark stuff.
2: Horse reprints Marvel's Conan.
0: It's true, but... Marvel allowed that stuff to go away a while ago.
2: Marvel doesn't own the rights to those. Yeah.
0: They let their license lapse years ago. (laughs) So
2: you would think then that if Marvel wanted to reprint Brian Wood Star Wars or
0: Knights of the Old Republic comic from 10 years ago, they could. I doubt it. I'm sure it's a different license. And this is really boring to <laughs> talk, but I guarantee that's a different license. There'll be I, rules and stuff. like How the, is
2: it any different than the Conan license? Because
0: the Conan license is older and they let that last. He's, Dark Horse is still going to own what they have published and will be able to reprint it. Okay,
2: but Marvel used to own the Star Wars license
0: and they can't reprint their own Star Wars comics. Because they let it go. It's the same thing. I understand. No, it's not the same thing. What I'm telling you is Marvel let it go. They didn't, it wasn't bought away from them. That's not I, how it worked. I know. And that was a different time with different <laughs> copyright law and they probably aren't even really sure who nerd owns bet. the copyright to that. Nerd show. bet. Okay, what's the nerd bet?
2: The nerd bet is that Marvel has. Because Disney owns Star Wars.
0: They will reprint. That
2: Marvel has the right to reprint anything they want.
0: Well, how are we going to know if they choose not to? do? How do we answer that bet? Well, I'm what say, you're
2: saying is that they can't. I'm saying that they can.
0: I'm saying you will never see any Dark Horse reprinted. Dark Horse Star Wars reprinted at Marvel through this new Star Wars. I'll, go, I'll go further. Dark Horse will continue to reprint their own Star Wars. Stuff. Nope.
2: Oh, no. I disagree for sure. But they can. I don't. think so. We'll see. All right.
0: All right. In other Marvel news, rumor has it that Fox has an X-Men Fantastic Four crossover film in the works. While rumblings of a shared universe between the franchises have been circulating for months, the rumor picked up steam when the financial site The Motley Fool published a story stating the rumor as fact. According to the site, quote, After multiple movies in their respective franchises, Fox has now decided to combine the Fantastic Four and the X-Men for an Avengers-style movie that could pay off huge for shareholders. Based on a 1987 four-issue comic called Fantastic Four versus X-Men, I loved it, the movie will see the characters fighting each other because of secrets regarding the Fantastic Four's origin. End quote. Of course, the article cited dubious sources such as Wikipedia and no official announcement has been made. Other sites like Geek Exchange and MTV.com are reporting that the rumors are just that. So while Fox hasn't made any official announcement, it doesn't mean that it couldn't happen eventually. Joe, I know we talked about this before. Is a crossover like this something you would like to see happen?
2: I mean, I always get a little tingle when my heroes team up. Yeah. But I think that there's something lost like I'll always be thinking, boy, it would be nice if this were in the Marvel universe. Right,
0: right, right. And you know, all this does is like further the battle lines. You know, I mean, basically, because you know, they're gonna re- they're gonna have to relaunch their Fantastic Four first.
2: Right. Like, and this is way premature. This
0: this right uh, and, and
2: motley fool. I don't know where they're getting this idea. Obviously, Wikipedia. I,
0: but actually, I'll bet I know where they're getting the idea. And there was some like financial people that are talking about this saying, look, we're getting ready to throw some money at something. And it wouldn't surprise me that they don't know. And they're just like, Oh, we're reporting on a financial rumor or whatever, you know? And Fox is immediately like, shut
2: up. Right? (laughs) Well, like Mark Miller, who is, who is kind of like the Joss Whedon of, of this corner of the Marvel movies. Right. Has said, you know, well, of course we want to capture that same, of success and you'd probably see kind of
0: billions of dollars yeah
2: you'd probably it would probably be a smart idea to have these characters sharing a universe or whatever but even he has come out and said we have not made any announcements to this fact and like like you said they haven't even gotten their fantastic four reboot off the ground right well like are we gonna get michael chiklis back in the thing rocks god i
0: hope so uh, man that was terrible have him fight
2: hugh jackman yeah i don't know i would I like to see it? Yeah, I would probably like to see it. I would too. But
0: it just but I like what you said. All this is gonna do is reinforce Sony and reinforce twentieth century Fox go, We don't need the Avengers, we don't need Marvel to have their stuff. We can have our own little superhero corner right here, you know. Sure. And there you I go. I just
2: I think it makes it, it lack that spark, you It know? does. It's,
0: it does, but they don't care about that. What they care about is right. the money. And putting butts in seats.
2: And to be fair, I bet you the general populace also doesn't care they about don't that. Care. If no. They don't If they got a movie where the Fantastic no. Four fought the, the X-Men, they'd freak out.
0: Yeah, if they got a movie where the Fantastic Four fought the Thundercats, they'd freak out. I mean... I'd freak out. <laughs> That's retarded. Finally, love him
2: or hate him, actor Shia LaBeouf has cemented himself firmly within geek culture, both as star of the Transformers and Indiana Jones franchises firmly and as the creator of a series of bizarre, self-published, quote-unquote, comics that have made their way around the convention circuit. In a strange twist of fate, LeBouf has been caught plagiarizing the work of comic creators and authors in both his creative work and the apologies he's made after getting busted. It all started a couple weeks ago when it was discovered that LeBouf basically adapted a Daniel Klaus story into a short film without giving credit or getting permission. Upon being discovered, LaBeouf issued a series of apologetic tweets, the content of which was directly cribbed from everywhere, from other writers to Yahoo Answers, and in one case, a Fox News pundit. Bleeding Cool's Rich Johnston managed to score an email interview with the actor this week. After Johnston confronted him with his actions, the beef doubled down on the crazy saying, quote, authorship is censorship. Should God sue me if I paint a river? Yes, he should. Should we give people the death <laughs> sentence for parking violations? You'll not only have less parking violations, but less drivers. I don't know if those are correlated. <laughs> Among many other choices. No, he's right.
1: If you you're, start killing them, it, I mean, yeah. Sure.
2: And of course, there were many other choice quotes like, The word law is against my principles. (laughs) And should creation have to check with a lawyer? I don't know if anyone has pointed out that he hasn't actually created anything. Right. The insane story reached its zenith when LaBeouf hired a skywriter to write a five mile long apology to Daniel Klaus over the skies of Hollywood, which would have been lovely if Klaus
0: didn't live in Oakland. Which you can't. The Hollywood <laughs> from Oakland. Matt bomb. Oakland is about 40 minutes outside of San Francisco. What? <laughs> you know? The? I I Okay. Shia LaBeouf. According, this is according to my wife. She follows, you know, TMZ and all these different gossip sites. Shia LaBeouf is a crazy person. Oh, man. Like out of his gourd. Nuts. That Nickelodeon
2: fame just
0: yeah. broke him. Apparently. I don't know, but there's a reason why he hasn't been in any movies for a little while here. Yes, it's because he's, be hard to work with because he's so
2: fucking crazy <laughs> a, like I can't like how many people do you think have come to him and said what do you think what were you thinking what were you thinking and then bleeding cool comes to him and he's like
0: yeah let's go oh I guarantee his PR people were just like oh my god somebody shoot him yeah somebody right. kill him <laughs> you know, like, in my mind be better if he dies <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs>
2: His his agent has like silently mailed him a letter of resignation. Oh yeah, it's so bizarre, and it's barely a story related to comic books, but it's such an interesting
0: thing to see unfold. My favorite
2: thing. What do you think Daniel
0: Klaus thinks about this? Oh shit? man, I you know I didn't even think to check. Yeah, like because uh, Daniel Klaus hasn't said anything. If I, he's probably terrified the child boof's gonna come and like eat him. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I saw on Twitter, literally. I'm sorry, Daniel Klaus, in five-mile-long smoke. Yeah. It's
0: insane. Whackadoo. That is the big news for this week. If you don't want to discuss these stories or anything you think we missed, hit us up at the THN forum so you can see my five-mile-long apology that I wrote to bronies everywhere for calling them perverts with bestial tendencies for the past year. Turns out, only some of you are furries and perverts, and they give the rest of you, plain old f***ing weirdos, a really bad name. That's very sweet. <laughs> it was a backhanded apology. Every Friday, the plagiaristic Joe Patrick posts the question of the week on our THN web forum, which you can find by clicking the link at Twitternerd.com. Joe, now we've extended our question from last week, so we want to give these listeners a little more time. Can you tell them what it was?
2: I don't know if plagiaristic is a word. It is. I looked it up. You spelled it right, and I give you credit for that. I know. This week's question, with our end-of-the-year spectacular
0: already aired, posted. It's old news by now.
2: Yeah. We are tabulating votes for the listeners' Choice Awards. We want to hear your picks for favorite writer, artist, and series of 2013. You can join the MP3 crew by mailing an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. You can post on the forums, or you can call the Ziggurat Hotline, 402-819-4894. Keep it under three minutes. You'll get cut off. That goes for the MP3s as well. Keep your MP3s under three minutes as well, please. You can try Skype if you dare. Our Skype handle is nerd all one word. You have until Tuesday, January seventh, at four PM Central Time to get us your answers, and we will put them in the Answer of the Week. The triumphant return, the f- first one of the year, the first answer of the week of 2014. Of course, if three minutes isn't enough for you, go to the THN forums and write to your heart's content. There you go. It's review time on THN where Matt and I eat aspirin like good and plenty, trying to shake our 2013 comic hangovers, and then review the last two comics of the year worth talking about. That's not exactly true; mine's from this week. But Matt, fair enough. Did your final comic of the year leave you in a cold sweat, regretting your 2013 comic binge?
0: Uh, let's talk about it. I read Origin Two, Number One from Marvel. Read. This was written by Kieran Gillen with art. By Adam Kubert, although Andy did help with some layouts. Oh, is that right? I didn't even notice that. And Colors by Frank Martin. Here's your solicit. A few years after the events of Origin finds James Howlett running with the wolves until something unexpected brings him back to the world. Follow the first (laughs) X-Man as he finds his way back to civilization and falls afoul of someone sinister. Who's just discovering mutant kind and the horrors he can visit upon them. Plus discover the secret behind James greatest enemy. At some point, the mutant who will become the Wolverine must choose. Is he man or is he beast? Okay. I love that in this solicit X-Man is in quotes. Yeah. The, the first, first X-Man. They also have that oven there. Cause I just like cut and pasted. This. Yeah. It's back into the world period. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, We saw some of that in this book, but not a whole lot. Well, you know, it's number one. Old men like Joe Patrick and myself may remember a time when Wolverine's real name and origin story were a mystery. Jumped to 10 years ago when Joe and I were much younger and happier and better looking. Marvel decided it was time to tell the story of Logan, who turned out to be named James Howlett. Origin story only not much happened. In fact, not much at all. No, sir. (laughs) Flash forward 10 years and we're getting a sequel with a wholly different creative team, but a very similar feel. Andy Kubert did help with some of the layouts, but his brother Adam is on the penciling duties here and, as usual, does an amazing job realizing the Canadian wilderness and the wild animals living therein, one of which is the old knucklehead himself, Wolverine. Andy Kubert drew the original origin. Yes, that is correct. As an avid X-Men and Wolvie reader, I was well aware that there was a time when Logan was effectively feral, but here he comes off more of a Tarzan of the Wolves than a feral wolfman. We see Logan living with a family of wolves quite happily, I might add, and playing with wolf clubs, helping the family hunt, etc. Writer Kieran Gillen does a great job narrating the story from... What seems to be some distant third-person human narrative, possibly inside Logan's head? I gotta say, this isn't the feral wolvie that I pictured. The story is not bad, and colorist Frank Martin does an excellent job bringing Kubert's art to life without giving the book that same, like, really overly digitally colored feel that Richard Eisenhower brought to the first origin. And to be fair, this was ten years ago, so Eisenov was just kind of well, I thought showing the, off what digital colors could do. I thought the first origin was beautifully. It was beautiful, but it was tons I, of digital effects.
2: No, it was done in like a painted style.
0: Yeah, and all sepia toned and digital. And They've affected you the hell out of it. You keep saying
2: digital like it's an
0: adjective. It's there's no such thing as something that looks digital. I'm saying it looked computer done. It did not look painted. It I looked like disagree. They faked it. Overall, this was more of a jungle book story than the Darren Aronofsky meets Werner Herzog story of the wild man of the north that I was picturing. But it was not bad. There's some fun hints as to what's coming in the series. And I got to say, it's hard not to think with this first chapter. I don't want to call it slow because stuff happened, but there was almost no dialogue. We basically see Wolvie chasing down a blood hungry bear. Maybe this chapter is going to be better when we sit down and read the whole trade paperback. I'm still giving it a buy it because it's very well done, very well written, very pretty to look at. But uh, I don't know. I'm afraid this could fall right back into the original origin territory real quick here.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I have the exact same thought, which is why I'm giving it a skim it because it's five
0: bucks. It is five dollars.
2: I mean, it's got a lovely... Like the w- the cover treatment is wonderful. Yeah. it's got this acetate uh, outer layer that when you fold it
0: out, it reveals more about the cover. It's like beautifully drawn. It's a very high mm. quality book. I just don't know if the story and not and not it's a high quality story. It's not bad. No,
2: it it's just that it's exact. It's exactly like you said. It, it's kind of in reverse. Like I thought the first chapter of Origin One was amazing. Right. Because you get you learn oh wolverine is not you think it's this kid you think he's dog the yeah. whole time you think he's dog he's dog logan no he's the little kid in a dress he ain't no dog right and he's the he's the like well-to-do kid that's all sick like and yeah. he's got claws an amazing moment and uh, from there though it's just, then it moved to like snail's pace yeah. where nothing else about his origin is actually revealed yeah. it's just him trying to make a life with the Jean Grey lookalike girl, and then moving to the wilderness. Pretty much. And this is the opposite. This is him in the wilderness, and it's like,
0: it's a five-minute read, because it's nothing but, uh, look, beautifully drawn. Amazing. Beautifully drawn pictures, but... I can't say that enough. That's why I'm giving it a buyout, on the weight of, like, the art. And like I said, the story's not bad, but it's really sparse. It's very sparse.
2: And if I were coming into this cold completely with no knowledge of... Of the story and where it was headed, I'd be kind of pissed. Maybe. Because nothing happens. He fights a bear and that's it. There are hints there if you can find them.
0: Right. There's a little hint as to what's to come.
2: But there's just not enough there to sink your teeth into. Yeah. So I got to give it a skim it with the caveat that, like you said, I
0: expect it to pick up. But as a first issue, it did not do enough. You know what? I'm going skim it. You changed my mind. It just didn't do enough. I'm going skim it. You're right. I agree. Joe, tell us what you read this week.
2: My pick for this week was Dead Boy Detectives Number One from Vertigo, written by Toby Litt and Mark Buckingham, with art by Buckingham and Gary Erskine. Here's just Solicit. From the pages of The Sandman, Neil Gaiman's Dead Boys get their own monthly series. Wowzers. As fans of storybook detectives, Edwin Payne, died 1916, and Charles Rowland, died 1990, will take on any and all mysteries, including their own untimely deaths. The dead boys head back to St. Hilarians, where bullying headmasters continue to rule the school, but when they investigate the lingering mysteries of their own deaths, they meet a young girl named Crystal, whose tech skills and strange link to the undead earn her a place as a new detective. Now, I hope you remember all that. Because it's going to be important in a
0: minute. Yeah, I think I know why. That's why I'm making this face, because I didn't read the solicit. (laughs) I read the book, but I didn't read the solicit.
2: The Dead Boy Detectives, as the solicit said, were created by Neil Gaiman during his run on Sandman. They've had one or two starring appearances since then, but it's been almost a decade since the last one. And that is the whole problem with this first issue. in Buckingham hit the ground running with the boys in the middle of foiling an art heist. But they assume that every reader is intimately familiar with their backstory. And unfortunately, very little effort is made to explain the boys' shared history, why they're detectives, how they died, or even that they died 75 years apart. There was
0: no mention of that.
2: Right. And like when I looked up the solicit to write this review, I was like, oh, well, there it
0: is. Yeah. Because it's not in the comic. At all. It's not even mentioned.
2: Now, certainly, it's not rocket science. You can pick up on it because they act and dress differently and speak differently. There's, there's definitely a difference between them, but none of the stuff that you would expect to be spelled out in the first issue is spelled out. Yeah. On the plus side, I thought that Lytton Buckingham did a good job conveying the fact that these characters are children on an adventure, despite the fact that Edwin is technically more than a century old and Charles should be in his mid to late thirties. And I did like the addition of Crystal Palace and her insufferable performance artist parents. Uh, especially the idea that she just fucking hates him.
0: yeah, she's so, like she just wishes she was normal. I did really like where it, like the first thing they did to get like attention to the child <laughs> was do like, a fake tattoo of the artist yeah, right.
2: <laughs> and it's like very, very British. like yeah. this kind of nonsense it's does not very happen in America. cheeky and the idea that the boys have to return to the scene of their own murders is also kind of a nice twist. The art by Buckingham is, of course, very lovely. I don't have any complaints
0: there. He was, he's always great. Yeah.
2: The colors by Lee uh, Loutridge, Luffridge, add quite a bit to the visuals. The colors are flat, but he's a master at using that flat color to imply different
0: types of lighting. Really good at making mm-hmm. guys like Mark Buckingham look great.
2: Right. So, like, just yeah. as an example, here's a scene in the inside of an ambulance with weird, like, fluorescent Not fluorescent, but, you know, like weird emergency dome lights. Right. And everything's kind of a washed out color. Here's a scene uh, inside of a museum. You know, like even though the colors are very, very flat, it's
0: all lit very well. And you can do that without doing the weird three-dimensional shading type stuff. Yeah. would not look good for an artist like Mark Buckingham. Right.
2: Exactly. Now, as a fan of Game and Sandman, I'm on board for this. Like, I'm already familiar with the Dead Boy Detectives. I have to admit, though, that they fell way short when it came to establishing the premise for new readers. Yeah, Like I said, it's not rocket science. You'll catch on. But after so much time, more setup was called for. I'm giving it a skim it because I don't think it did its job.
0: Maybe a zero issue that shows their first appearance or something. Sure.
2: Anything. Maybe put a trade, uh, yeah, put, or, a, uh, put a trade or, out.
0: you know, maybe this is a $4.99 book and it reprints their first issue in the back, you know? Sure. Like, uh, then you can do this, my, but I totally agree. They, page one, they are ghost detective team-up squad. Yeah, like I, I totally agree, and it's been a long time since I've read Sandman, so I... I was aware of the characters. I did not remember their shtick or what the deal was, and I was just lost. I, I was totally lost. I can only give this a skimmet too, and I'm really giving it a skimmet based on Buckingham's art, because it was so good.
2: So that is a double skimmit for both Origin 2 number 1 and Dead Boy Detectives number one, and of course, we wanna know what you feral doggy daddies and ghostly private investigators thought of these comics. So take off all your clothes. Dig a hole in the snow, and howl your opinions over at the this week's comic section of the THN forums, which you can find by
0: clicking the forum button at TwoHeadedNerd.com. dot Is it kind of weird that Wildman Logan was not butt naked? He was still human enough to wear pants.
2: I didn't even notice that he had yeah, pants. Yeah, he had like
0: a little like Tarzan thing on. Rated <laughs> T <T-14>.
3: fourteen. <laughs>
0: While rewiring the Ziggurat's mainframe this week, our buddies Warlock and Machine Man may have accidentally hacked approximately 4.6 million Snapchat users' phone numbers and usernames. But hey, it happens, right? <laughs> so, join us now as we desperately try to throw up as many firewalls and virtual private networks as possible before the black helicopters of the Internet Police swarm our position and blackbag the whole lot of us, all while reviewing 10 new comics during this week's ludicrous speed round. Joe, I saw you pooping. It was disgusting. And why would you Snapchat that? <laughs> Jesus. Listen, it's technology. for <laughs> speed, go! Revelations number one from Boom. I told you this was a reprint.
2: Yes, this is a reprint of a story Paul Jenkins and Humberto Ramos put out years ago. Back in print, thanks to Jenkins' exclusive with Boom. Apologies to Matt and everyone that tried to tell me that this week including customers of legend up your butt too Keith <laughs> only to have me look at them like they were crazy this is a fun little murder mystery with a Vatican conspiracy twist and beautiful art by Ramos if you haven't read it it's new to you still it's a skim it because it's a reprint why is it coming out again? Jenkins is exclusive with boom this must have been
0: like let me beat Jenkins right. I don't know all right Saviors, number one from Image. Joe's boyfriend, James Robinson, and artist Jay bone tell the black and white Javone. story of a stoner in what seems to be small-town New Mexico who happens upon an alien invasion. The story here is fine, but Jay bone is the real star, even though this looks like he could have probably drawn the entire comic in an afternoon. <laughs> it was kind of fast, you know? This is another one that might read better as a collection. Right now, I can only give it a skimming. I liked it. I'm going to buy it for me. I thought it was fine. They did do, like... Go out of their way to say, this dude loves weed. He's a stony stone stoner who's (laughs) stoning around. (laughs) Twilight Zone, number one from Dynamite.
2: I have zero attachment to the Twilight Zone. Like, I've seen maybe two or three episodes. What is wrong? I know. But I gave this a look due to Straczynski's involvement. Glad I did, because I was really impressed with this first issue. I was especially impressed with the art by... Oh, say this. Guiu what Vienova G-U-I-U look I'm sorry if you can do better let me know this looks like it will be a ton of fun seriously the art very impressive Huh? I'll check it out and I love like the facial expressions very well done buy it Robotech Voltron
0: Number one from Dynamite Writer Tommy Yoon and Elmer Damaso With the help of Digital Art Chefs Team Who's credited for art and letters I don't know what the hell that even means They do a great job making this feel like a classic anime I think it means they did the art and the letters Okay, but Then what is Elmer Damaso doing? Because he was credited as penciler I don't either. (laughs) That's just it. But they do a hell of a job making this feel like the classic animes that spawn both of these titles, and they also do a great job stitching this into one cohesive and believable crossover. I loved this. It was really cool. Tons of fun. You like Robotech? You like Voltron? You'll like this. Buy it. Legendary. That's D-E-R-R-Y. A steampunk adventure, number one. Also from Dynamite. It's Dynamite Day here. It's
2: Dynamite Day. I'm not as adverse to steampunk as Matt is, but I oh, do like it to make sense. I have
0: an allergy. It's not adverse. I,
2: I, I do like it to make sense. Like, you are in the 1800s, and your steampunk technology enables you to have an airship and a laser gun. Sure. Right? Yeah. This is just like... Your steampunk technology doesn't give you a warp drive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like mm, turn-of-the-century New York. Okay. Very deco nothing really futuristic or out of place about it it seems like the only reason this is steampunk is so every character can wear weird goggles and tiny hats cool regardless I've already got hives (laughs) regardless this Green Hornet Vampirella team up story is kind of fun
0: oh it's not just them everyone's gonna be here looks
2: like we might get some Red Sonya up in here uh, there's Kato But in mean, this, this first issue It's just uh, Vampirella okay. And Greenhorn But it's the whole Dynamite universe It's punk. Boy I'm sure The art by Sergio De Villa Has a nice Phil Jimenez vibe to it It's not essential reading It's worth a look, though, especially for Willingham fans and gun rights advocates, because he does shoehorn a a Second Amendment, uh, a right-wing Second Amendment argument into the book. Oh, Billy. Uh, He thought I wouldn't notice. Skim it. Avengers number 24
0: point now from Marvel. I hate this point now. Point in (laughs) INH crap in, it's so dumb <laughs> this opens with a much needed lighthearted Avengers cookout complete with Thor and the barbecue daring people to eat the hot dogs why everyone is still in their masks and disguises I'm not really sure but the story quickly dives into the sci-fi fantastic and introduces the rogue planet storyline which doesn't seem to be the story I thought just thought it was. It's just a one-shot. It's just a rogue planet. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, and the Avengers is just better than it's ever been. Still, I really liked it. It was fun. I'm giving it a buy. It art was super pretty. John Hickman's still killing it. Bad blood number one from Dark Horse.
2: Novelist Jonathan Mayberry and BPRD artist Tyler Crook team up for a story about a young man with terminal cancer on a quest to find the
0: vampire that's murdering his friends. Doesn't he have, like, poison blood, too? Like, the well, yeah, idea. like, he's
2: got cancer, and the vampire bites him, and he's like, ah, I'm clean! I have cancer! Like, so, like, he's immune to vampires. What if you've got feline AIDS? <laughs> I don't know. Well executed, fun hook, great art, buy it! Deceivers, number one from Boom.
0: Writer Stephen Grant and artist Jose Holder tell the story of two American con men in Europe robbing from the rich and sort of giving to the less fortunate. I didn't get a whole lot of that here. Grant's dialogue is very loose, giving the story a movie feel, but also so loose that I can't remember the main character's names. (laughs) Holder is a capable artist with... This very sketchy Walt Simonson style But it's just not for me And it really distracted me from what was already Kind of a jumbled story Give this a leave it I, this Is this
3: a
2: tie-in to Two Guns or Three Guns? I don't so guns?
0: It is from one of the writers of the num- Stephen Grant wrote Two Guns Stephen Grant wrote so, Two and Three Guns Yeah yeah.
2: It's just like the cover It's like those are the characters from Two Guns Is what it looks like to me Well one of the characters from Two Guns is black In the movie Not in the comic. Oh, really? Right. Did
0: not know that. There you go. Guardians of the Galaxy, number 10 from Marvel.
2: The legendary Kevin Maguire hops on for an arc with the Guardians and does an amazing job. He's so damn good. This issue did feel like it was just killing time, however, but Angela's story takes a bit of a twist, and I have to admit, she's kind of growing on me. Angela. Angela. (laughs) Nothing earth-shattering is happening here, but it had some fun moments and great art. I'm giving it a buy
0: it. Juice Squeezers, number one from Dark Horse. David Lapham writes and draws the story of kids secretly fighting giant bugs under their small town. This had a really fun Monster Squads-type feel to it. Lapham gives each of the kids very distinct voices, and the art was great. This is a fun one to throw at a preteen boy or girl. I'm saying buy it. Lots of fun. crunch that is your ludicrous speed round and crumble crunch is the sound of a backhoe causing a cave-in on the juice squeezers gang as seen in this week's issue of juice squeezers
3: number one
2: after our annual dhn new year's eve party matt and i found ourselves curled up in a ball
0: dry heaving in the sanctum sanctorum. Oh, it's like you're screaming in my brain. And trying
2: everything from raw eggs to alcohol to ease the pain. So we made a desperate call to our smoking hot Asian friend Cheshire to whip us up a hangover cure that would not only cure our shared hangover, but give us the strength to discuss next week's comics.
0: Matt. that was real. <laughs> Roll over and tell the kids what you're reading next week. Next week, I'm picking up all new X Factor written by Peter David with art by Carmine DG D Menico. Here's your solicit Not Brand X Part 1. <laughs> Worth admission right there. X Factor is back like never before. Serval Industries, one of the world's most trusted names in electronics and leader in cutting-edge internet and weapons technology has just unveiled their newest contribution to society. The all-new X Factor. What is your industry? <laughs> Internet. <laughs> Led by mutant mistress of magnetism, Polaris. I love her. The team uses its corporate backing for the betterment of society with her half-brother Quicksilver, Notorious Thief Gambit, and more by her side. Can Polaris trust that her corporate masters really have good intentions. Cipher and Warlock? I love it. I love it. I'm in for that alone. (laughs) If it was just those two, I'm totally down. Joey, what are you reading next week? My pick for next
2: week, also Marvel. Listen, next week, expect a lot of Marvel reviews. Yeah,
0: there's a bunch coming out.
2: Black Widow number one by Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto. Looks great. Oh, yeah. Phil Noto.
3: Man,
0: I love that guy.
2: Yeah. Here's your solicit. You've seen Black Widow as an Avenger and even an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but on her own time, she searches for atonement for her past as a KGB assassin, in ways of which those teams just wouldn't approve. (laughs) Atonement? In ways they
0: wouldn't approve? (laughs) Well, you know,
2: atonement by any means necessary. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Atonement without prejudice. (laughs) From the darkest corners of the Marvel Universe, Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto bring you... A new ongoing series as
0: gorgeous and mysterious as Natasha Romanoff herself. Like you said, this looks amazing. And this is what Nathan Edmondson does, man. This is, he is the go-to guy. You want a spy story? He's your man. Yeah, I'm totally pumped. The THN Trade of the Week goes to The Complete Multiple Warheads, Volume 1, written and drawn by the completely insane Brandon Graham. But not insane in the same way as Shia LaBeouf. No, no, not that kind of insane. (laughs) Like, insane in the membrane kind of insane. This is the story of ex-Organ smuggler Sexica and her werewolf boyfriend, Nikolai, who travel across a sci-fi fantasy version of Russia while the hardcore organ hound Blue Nura tracks a bounty hunter across radioactive wastelands. It's slice of life comics from a world where magic and monsters are commonplace. Okay, that's not telling you anywhere near how f***ing wacky this story is. It is completely gonzo. It's so good. I. It's not for everybody. I'm going to say it. It's not for everybody. Because it's completely wackadoo. But Graham's art alone is so beautiful. It's absolutely worth checking out. nuts. 18 bucks, you get the whole story. Pick this one up if you want a different kind of read. As always, you want to know what you're looking forward to reading next week, so as soon as your head stops pounding and the gas subsides, hit us up over at the THN4. Happy New Year, everybody.
1: Happy New Year.
2: It's a new year and time for some changes around this dusty old show. So starting today, the first show of the month will feature a wild card segment where anything could happen. This week, it only seemed right to round up the THN Love Slaves, well, most of them, and discuss
0: theirs and our Nerd Year Resolutions. If you're wondering what a Nerd Year Resolution is, it's simple. We're all nerds here. We listen to a comic book show, right? So we asked the Love Slaves, what are you planning on changing about your collection, your collecting habits, your nerdy stuff? What are you going to watch? What are you going to do? What kind of D&D are you going to play? Things like that. Let's see what they had to say.
1: What it is, Joe and Matt. Love to play Tony Matters the credible Hulk here with my nerdier resolution for 2014. Sadly, I've missed nearly every new number one from the images last year because I was lazy. I'm not going to let new great comics pass me by this time. I'm getting every new image book this year. Also, I vow to dive deeper into the murky cartoon depth of Saturday Morning's past for your amusement. And finally, I'll finish my super special secret project. Check it out at thecredholtz.com, all you listeners. Happy Nerd Year!
3: What's up, nerds? This is Kevin Coffey calling you guys with my nerd year resolutions. I have a couple of them. The first one is to collect the entirety of the first volume of X-Factor, which runs through issue number 70. Uh, I'm about halfway through, and it's not a hard series to get, but I'd finally like to complete it. I've been kind of picking it up over the years. And the other one is to finish all of the video games I start, unfortunately. I start a lot of games I love, but then I get a new game and start playing that, and I just have a problem with finishing them. So I have a stack of games from last year I'm going to finally catch up with, and any that I pick up this year, I'm going to finish them before moving on to the next thing. I hope everybody has a happy and third year. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Aaron Myers, THN Love Slave and co-host of the Thomas Therapy Podcast. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, just calling in with a couple of uh, New Year's resolutions for this new year. Um, I've been really kind of thinking a lot and... This year is kind of a rebuilding year for me. I have so many of these long boxes full of comics, but hardly any complete runs. And I think I'm really going to work this year on getting things sorted, figuring out what issues I'm missing, and completing some of the runs of things that I really like. Like, um, right now I'm working on X-Men, and that doesn't mean that I'm going to get every issue of X-Men, you know, at least not anytime soon, but... I kind of want to get like 100 through 300, you know, which I have 80% of. And I just have so many of these kind of things that are just not complete. And in my heart, I'm a completist. So that's kind of what this year is going to be more focused on instead of just buying up so many random issues like I have been. Um, And I think the other other resolution I'm making is um, to read less comics. And that might come as a shock, but... I think, uh, I think I'm reading too many comics in a lot of ways, and I'm not getting the full enjoyment that I should be. Um, so, I'm kind of trying to make it a resolution to really look at my pull list and make decisions on what I'm enjoying and what I'm just reading because I've been reading it. And cut books from my list that I haven't been in the past. And it's going to be hard, but you know, every new year is about emotional growth, right? So, those are my new year's resolutions. Uh, hope. You guys have a wonderful New Year, and everyone listening, talk to you later,
1: bye. Hey, my brothers, it is Willie Toots giving you some uh, nerdy New Year's resolutions, because I don't do New Year's resolutions. Those are for losers who can't work out life normally. Okay, anyways, here we go. Number one, I want to increase my comic book reading daily comic book reading. Right now, I get about one comic book a day. Some days I skip, but that no longer. We gotta ramp this up a little bit. Like I said, I'm a long box behind. If not two, let's pick this up. And number two, I'm gonna be more accepting of comic book and geeky movie films uh, and their flaws and things that I don't like. I'm too harsh. We have to be happy that we're getting comic book films. I should be more appreciative of what they're giving us that's what I'm moving on to doing. Number three, I need to knock out my backlog of video games. Stay the course I am right now, keep focused, Buy nothing new, get rid of the old stuff. Number four, continue to weave more player character focused storylines and adventures into my D&D and Pathfinder games that I am running right now. I think it involves the players a lot more makes them more invested in what we're doing instead of just a series of this and that. You know, more role play, it's all good. I think positive effects have already shown. And lastly, be a better member of the THN crew and write at least one piece a month for the website. That is most important. All right, guys, that's what you're gonna get from me in the coming year. If I don't do these things, I will accept a swift kick in the gut
2: from either of you.
0: It's always nice to hear from the Love Slaves. I want to thank all of them that called in. Even though Keith Silva hasn't upped his membership lately. Good lord, man. Where have you been? Has it it become that bad, Silva? You're still tweeting at us, so you still listen. Joe Patrick, do you have any nerd year resolutions this year?
2: You know, I do. And we talked about it a little bit during the Beppos. I would say I have two big ones. The first is pay more attention to digital first. Yes. Specifically Monkey Brain Mark Wade's Thrillbent Well this line. is a show
0: resolution too We To a nerd Yeah We need to pay more attention And this attention.
2: is also me Me personally Oh well, yeah
0: That goes for me as well Web comics We need to pay attention To web comics Point of order And digital first
2: Both Not a digital comic A digital first comic And a web
0: comic They're different Technically do different things They're different things I'm saying we need to pay attention to Both
2: I agree I agree <clears throat> Okay but for me, it's more like I feel like I kind of neglected some perfectly wonderful comics that were published this year just because it doesn't occur to me to go online on Wednesday and right. look at new releases. Well, if it's not in front of me on the shelves... Yeah. And I need to train myself to do
0: that a little bit better. I do too. And there's no new comic day for the for most web comics. They just, they're up when they're up. Right.
2: And so I
0: need to learn more about it. I need to
2: find some good ones, I might talk to our friends at Comics Therapy, who are, who I know are really heavy into uh, digital digital releases. I know that they do a lot of supporting of the Monkey Brain stuff. Uh, and so I'd like to make that a larger presence for me and for the show. It's a good idea. My second is another show resolution. We definitely talked about it. Read more graphic novels. Yes. Not trades, graphic novels. Yes, Original, pub- published works in graphic novel format.
0: You stole my first two.
2: <laughs> but so that's you're all, right. That's all I
0: got. You're right. <laughs> just looking at a bunch of people's like top ten lists and stuff like that, or best comics of the year, got me so excited for some stuff that I just totally missed. Xander Cannon's Heck. I want to read that so bad. It looks amazing. And the more I read about it, the cooler it looked. Uh, the Sabretooth Swordsman. Yes. That looks amazing. I
2: wanted to make time for that on the show, but... We just we just didn't. When are we going to do it? We only do one book a month it's to true. review. It's true. Which means to read more graphic novels, we might have to read more than one book a <laughs> month. Well,
0: this is true. But we can do that.
2: <laughs> can we?
0: Sure. I use the toilet at least three times a day. That's, okay? You need to see a doctor. <laughs> Four yesterday.
2: Uh, I would also, like, I am a superhero comics fan, so I don't, I don't want to say that I want to cut back on superhero comics. I just want to maybe be more discerning okay with the things that i pick i find myself way behind on things that i know that i love because i'm trying to shoehorn in too many that's m- me like too. marvel comics or whatever right like how why am i a year behind on why was i i'm caught up now but why was i over a year behind on bprd why
0: same here i i'm, I'm right there with you i'm taking it a step for uh, further though i'm restarting my profile Heyo. I canceled my pull file a while ago, a while ago, because we just had so much to read, and I didn't even know how to approach it. And I was, con- I was frustrated with my own collection. And do I just have a big pile of comics, or is there actually a collection here? I've decided this year I'm going to start collecting comics again. But I am only collecting comic books that do not have advertisements that interrupt the story. Image comics. That's a
2: very I'm, specific...
0: <laughs> <is>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like things like image comics. For example, why am I so behind on so many of these damn image comics that I love? Saga, I'm like six issues behind. Zero, I just caught up on. I read like all four. It is amazing. Right. It is such a great series. And I should be reading this stuff instead of choking down the antarctica swimsuit yes hey
2: hi hi this is me your good friend joe patrick i've been saying this to you all year i know i have tried to cover all my bases you don't need to cover every base it's true there are only four bases in a home
0: run i'm also going to write more for the website oh good i'm bringing back the small man big mouth blog and it's gonna be a lot of bitching but you know what else do you do my final nerd year resolution i'm going to read lock and key Start to finish this year. Finally doing
2: it. I'm gonna tack on one. I am going to read and catch up on Mind Management and the Massive.
0: Oh, that's good. Both of which I have only read the first issues. Oh man, you they're so good. They're so good. Keith Silva will be delighted. These are all good nerd year resolutions. Some for the show, some for you and me. This is good. I feel good about it. Like I think we're making a real effort to
2: better
3: ourselves. Yeah,
0: and guys, we would love to hear your nerd year resolutions. Head over to the THM forums. There's going to be a little Nerd Year Resolutions section where you can go in and plug in your resolutions and then we can check on you at the end of the year and we can all make fun of each other when we didn't do any of it. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) We'll
2: see how many issues of Avengers I reviewed (laughs) compared to anything else.
0: (laughs) Break it, break it down like this. And that is it. For the first THN of 2014, if you're sitting on the toilet and sweating while holding your head too, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, where you can give the show a star rating, a written review, or a Stitcher thumbs up, and help us to connect with other potential listeners.
2: Thank you to our most recent donor, Matthew
0: Damon Daneman. Not Matthew. It's... Matthew, not Matt Damon, (laughs) Damon It's his (laughs) nickname.
2: Who became the first ever THN sustaining donor. Huge round of applause. That is so awesome, buddy. He's doing his part to keep these wheels greased. If you would like to help keep us in chewable aspirin and Tums, you can make your donation in any amount, or you can become a sustaining member for any amount. A dollar. $5, $200,000 a month, whatever you want to spend. Yeah, I mean, whatever you think we need by going to 2 and using our nauseous little PayPal button at 2
0: While you're there, you can find all of our contact information, and we are all over the damn place. You can also find our direct ziggurat phone number, 402-819-4894. Using all of the resources on our website and phone number, you can call slash Ask us your asking her questions or defend your questionable nerd tastes in our Defenders Forum or ask the comic pushers what you should be reading or just ask us to review your self published comic be it printed, digital, wood stamped, whatever. And don't forget to sign up for the THN forums. Hey, Brian
2: DuPont just sent us a comic. Hey, all right. That he drew but did not write.
0: Oh. Well, we'll still review it. That's cool. right. I'm going to review it. Don't and forget- I am going to be merciless. Oh, Brian. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> don't forget to sign up for the THN Forum. This is your little virtual piece of the ziggurat where you can discuss this week's show, tell us to find real jobs, or just rap about comics. Look, we have real jobs. Sort of. We don't get paid for this. No, we don't.
2: <laughs> you owe me $15. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Twitter and like our Facebook page if you want to get in on the question of the week discussion. And if you want to hear our answers along with your own audio responses, check out the Two-Headed Nerd Answer of the Week podcast returning in force next week. If you already subscribe to this show, you don't need to do anything, baby. It will just magically show up in your feed. Whenever we publish it Side note Side note It may not appear In your feed <laughs>
0: Okay we're having A few issues with iTunes We're looking into it We got the IT guys Chained up
2: I have found that Stitcher Radio Is always Right on the ball Yeah Our website You can find us on Rhymeswithgeek.com yeah. Our website is always
0: Just good You can download the show Directly from us Next week We're playing Ask a Nerd So if you've got A comic related question Or a trivia challenge for grand comic Poobah Joe Patrick Head to the THN forums And ask away Or, you can call us and ask us your question, and we'll play it on the damn show! If you need more THN in your life, get over to TwoHeadedNerd.com and check out the Credible Hulk's Saturday Morning Cartoons blog, where he's rapping about Rugrats, and Aaron Myers is rapping about this week's comics and his ludicrous speed round reviews. This week, the Credible Hulk is going to address the Space He-Man. That piece of that's so some so. controversial. There. Yeah. <laughs> Our weekly shout out goes to James Avery, who you might know better as Will Smith's Uncle Phil on The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. James died
2: aka War Machine from the 90s Iron Man cartoon and The Shredder from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
0: Did not know that The dude was versatile That is amazing James died on New Year's Eve at age 68 Word to you Uncle Phil We'll be sure to pull her out a little bit of our 40s While doing the Carlton dance Just for you Until next time True Believers We want to wish you a very happy New Year And remember to pre-order your comics Because your retailer just might kiss you on the mouth for it This is a two-headed nerd Signing off